0: Hello and welcome back to the Pocket Rocket Podcast. I am here for another episode with the man himself from the weekend, Mr. Overall, Connor Renchen.
1: How are we doing? I'm you good. Right?
0: How are you?
1: Yeah, really good, really good. Just on just on that little bit of a uh, little bit of a come down now. Um, really good weekend, long weekend, but very very rewarding. Very rewarding. But, and um, for
0: those that weren't watching the Two Bros show at the weekend, yeah. I'll give you an opportunity to say it again.
1: <laughs> uh, MK Classic Overall Champion,
0: and he 20, got the sword.
1: 21. Got the got the sword. Yeah, the sword is heavy, actually. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, quite. Well, it's cool. It's it's a uh, yeah. It's a cool overall prize.
0: Yeah, I think I think a lot of people would love to be able to hang a sword on the wall.
1: Yeah, so um, I've just had like a, a stand built for it, which is well, I'm going to have a stand built for it. So pop it, pop it up. Very good. Um, cool. Have a bit of a, a bit of a me- memento. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: <laughs> very cool. Well, congratulations again.
1: Thank, you. Thank um, you It's Thank epic.
0: You. So well Thank
1: done. You. I Really appreciate that. Um,
0: so obviously, we spoke about you coming on the podcast. A few days before your show. And I don't know if either of us kind of really were ready to have this sort of conversation afterwards.
1: I think it's something
0: you always dream of, but.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It was not expected. It was not expected. But you went
0: into that show wanting, like, you had the goal, didn't you?
1: Oh, absolutely. You've always got to have, you've always got to have, you know, ambition and you've always got to have. You know, goals to it to you know to achieve what you want to achieve. But um, I think I, for me, this year was about taking the package that was much much better than the year before, and that's and that's that's what the goal was. Um, obviously, to win my class would be epic, um, but then you know to win an overall at a, a middleweight class you know is is um it's a really it's a really good you know ach- achievement for me but i didn't expect it you know normally in this game you know you're competing against guys in an overall that's sort of 15 20 kilos heavier than you you don't you don't expect to beat these guys you know mm-hmm. you're looking at them backstage and you're thinking well he's bigger than me he's bigger than me and um, you can sort of psych yourself out a little bit of the uh, you know backstage when you're looking at the other other guys that won their classes but um yeah it was you know put put me in the um me in the super heavyweight winner in the middle we did our round of posing and then yeah um yeah it was a it was a good it was a really good experience actually it was great
0: it's funny you say that because um I actually was speaking to one of my good friends uh who's also a bodybuilder male bodybuilder um And I said, oh, doesn't Con look epic? And he was like, yeah, yeah, he does. But pff, no one that size normally wins. It's always Absolutely. the big guys.
1: Absolutely. It, 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 well, you know, it's bodybuilding. And, and I'm under no illusion, no illusion at all that, you know, to, to take the next step, I, I need to be bigger. I need to be heavier and I need to be carrying more muscle. Um, but, yeah, you're right. No, you know, that's the first thing I said to Callum, my coach. Is you know, the overall—that's the—that's the goal to compete in the overall. But can a middleweight win win an overall? I've, mm. I've never seen it, but you know, great. You know, you know, that just a,
0: speaks volumes a, I, about your physique, though, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think I took a I took a well balanced physique. I think last time I stepped on stage, there were there were weaknesses, um, and we've really gone away and worked on particularly the posterior chain, Um, you know, I needed more detail in my, well, I needed more detail through the whole of my back. Um, Glutes and hamstrings in particular needed, needed to be worked on. Um, And that's really completed, complete package. Um, I think from, you know, head to toe, we were, we were quite well balanced. Mm. Um, I think conditioning wise, we were good. We peaked well. Fullness was good. Um, I think glutes probably could have been a little bit tighter. Um, I did decide to compete three weeks earlier, so plans changed, and we we really had to you know drop the hammer. the The idea of this prep was um, you know keep food as high as possible, drive in performance in the gym, um, and take our time. But there were some things that have gone on in the background this year that meant that. I needed really to try and compete as early as possible. Um, so I said to Callum, "Look, you know, could could we do it? Could we do it? Could we could we pull it pull it off? Um, you know, we dropped the hammer. Calories come down to you know, baby calories. Uh, and yeah, so we we pulled it off, which is uh, yeah, it's a it's a good feeling. To be fair, it so just, just listening,
0: out. listening yeah. back to what you were saying there, um,
1: yeah."
0: you fully just pulled apart every aspect of your physique and although you just won an overall it was almost like excuse my French you just shat all over the physique (laughs) you brought previously
2: and although that's
0: obviously driven you forward do you think that potentially at times you could be too critical of yourself
1: I think as I think as bodybuilders, we, we are critical. Um, I was thinking about this earlier, actually. You know, um, I think from from people that don't know us, people that, that that look, you know, look at us from face value. Maybe look at our Instagram, for example. They would probably think confident, cocky, full of themselves, and actually, it's probably quite the quite the opposite. You know, you're very self-critical of yourself. You know, you're always, you're always wanting to be better. Um, I don't know, I don't know whether I'm self-critical. I just, I'm very aware of where I'm at in the pecking order. And I know that I need to be better to achieve what I want to achieve. I know, you know, winning an overall is a fantastic achievement. Um, but there's, there's work to be done. There's still work to be done. You know, you've got to, you've got to know where you're at, keep your feet on the ground and, and and work hard to, you know, to achieve your goals.
0: Mm. And that pecking order, what what does that look like to you?
1: Um, well, m- my goals are simple. I would like to be um, a professional 2-1-2 bodybuilder. I'm, I'm not there yet.
0: But the pecking order dictates yeah. that maybe you believe that there are physiques around you that are better or worse maybe that's a previous physique that you brought maybe that's your peers but is there anyone that then you think well that's the sort of physique I need to bring or that's who I'm going to be standing on on stage with do you ever look at anyone that you're going to be competing against I
1: think I think um, I think Rob Taylor would probably be um, somebody that springs to mind for me so Rob Taylor is um, somebody that's making his pro debut in the Bahamas I believe and I do follow him on Instagram um, and that that's the physique that I look at I think okay we're a similar height um, you know we're, we're looking to comp- you know Rob's obviously become a pro and looking to compete in the two-one-two one 2 class um, and that's probably something uh, a physique that I would strive to look like for sure okay,
0: That's interesting so let's take it Back to the old school, as they say.
2: Yeah.
0: How did you find yourself in bodybuilding? Have you always been into sport? Was it something that someone kind of said, "Oh, come to the gym with me, mate," and you just did? Yeah. Or
1: so, so I think. If we were going we to go back to school, I was. I was never. I was never incredibly academic. Okay, I wasn't. Um, you know, I wasn't in the bottom classes, but I wasn't. I wasn't in the top classes. Uh, but I always. I always loved sport in particular football but I was good I was good on a practical level in 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 sport um but I was very focused sort of in in into the football side of things at that point I think I lived and breathed it until I was probably about 18 um, and then I was playing for a for a local team and I had quite a serious knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, which ruled me in the preseason, which ruled me pretty much out of out of the season, you know. I was mm. I was playing well, I was I was fit, I was very fit. Um, and I was only 18 at the time, and I'd just broken into, into the first team, you know, not, not at any professional level, but at a, at a good level. Um and that that ruled me out. I did um I did some damage to my lateral ligament and I was I was on crutches for about six months. So I had to, I, in that period of time, I, I think not playing football, I, I sort of fell out of love with it. Mm. And then I started to train, mm. started to train in the gym because I needed to do something. <laughs> so I, I, started to lift, I, lift, I started to lift weights. Um, and that tied in with the, the, the fact that I was doing personal training at college. So I think it just sort of evolved evolved from there, really. Um, and yeah, it, it's got to a point now where you know it's, it's my bread and butter, mm. really. It's my life, but that's where it all started.
0: I think that's quite a common story that we hear yeah. that yeah. people play football or rugby and yeah. then they
1: yeah.
0: do a ligament.
1: Yeah. So I was listening to Darren last week, and he he his story was quite similar, mm. right? It, yeah. you know when I was listening to it, I was thinking oh <laughs> hang funny.
0: on I've been there <laughs> yeah
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: so you know how he felt when that was like taken away and
1: oh the worst I, I was on gas and air in in the in the ambulance and it was the worst feeling in the world because mm. I put myself in a physically fantastic position to, to play you know I was 18 and I you know had all these you know guys around me and I felt like you know this is this is good you know I'm 18 and I'm playing at a good level and you know you you get hit from the side and that's it (laughs) Mm. you know your your season's over sort of thing so it can be it was it was rough it was rough it was upsetting to be honest I was gonna say
0: did that not make you angry that you felt like someone had taken that opportunity and that life away from you
1: um I don't so much I don't so much think it made me angry I was I was more I was more upset. I was more thinking, well, what am I going to do? You know, I lived and breathed football at that point. And I've always had, I've always had a a belief in myself that whatever I do, I can, I can do well at. If Mm. I put my mind, if I put my mind to it, particularly sport um, and obviously bodybuilding now, um, but I've always had a belief that it's discipline um, and consistency. That's going to get you to the top. Mm. You know, you can be, you can be talented. Yes. But, but living in a in, living in a small town like I do I know that talent's only going to get you so far you need to mm-hmm. also be disciplined and you also need to be you know resolute in um, your mindset that you're going to work towards that goal you know mm. um so yeah I think I was more upset because I thought at that point I was getting to a point where I thought oh well though I could could actually something you know I could I could play at a good standard but it wasn't it wasn't to be in hindsight I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything of
2: course mm. I, I
0: think everything anything. happens for a reason and you oh, wouldn't yeah. be sitting here with a sword right now
1: <laughs> exactly I wouldn't have been sitting here with a sword no. technically <laughs> a knight Con <laughs> sorry
0: technically you're a knight
1: <laughs> I wouldn't go that way <laughs> <laughs> it's a I cool, mean, cool thought but <laughs>
0: When you go into anywhere, just so when you introduce yourself, you are I'm actually a knight. Yeah. Oh,
1: no, no, no. It bit, yeah. It's a bit, it's, a bit um, it's, it's been a bit overwhelming, actually, like they, they interviewed me after and stuff and it's like, um, you don't really know what to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I
0: suppose it's an accumulation of everything you've been working towards for not just that prep, but yeah. for many years and then... A phrase you may have heard uttered on the other podcast that I kind of talk about is marinating in your success. And it's right. that taking a second to actually sit in it and go, oh, I've yeah. I've done that. Like, you've worked towards something for such a long time and it happens and...
1: Well, absolutely.
0: What's... Do you go, what's next? Or do you go, no, I'm going to sit and enjoy this?
1: Yeah, I think... Um, that's... <laughs> It's a very, very good point. What do you do? Do you do you do you sit do you sit back and enjoy, do you enjoy it? I think you should definitely because it is hard. You know yourself. Mm. You know it. It is hard. Both aspects of it: the off season and also the dieting phase. The off season tough. Mm. This was my this was my first proper off season. I started with Callum two years ago now. Two years ago, pretty much on the dot. And we did a first prep together and then we went into an off season and then we've just done this prep. Mm. And the off season was tough. Mm. You know, I was staying, I'm not somebody that puts weight on very fast. Mm. Hence why, you know, I'm 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 the weight that I am and I'm competing at the in the class that I was at the weekend. Um, I mean, I was staying up till sort of half twelve, one o'clock to make sure that I was getting my meals in, you know, that that that's the level that you have to, you know, push yourself. Um, and that, that side of it's pretty tough as well you know you're losing your body composition I've never been out of shape you see I've mm. never been I've never been overweight I've never been bloated uh you know I've never not been able to tie my own shoelaces <laughs> Yeah. Never been, not able to, able to cut my own toenails you know and uh, this was the first time that I was experiencing that um, and then obviously there's a the dieting aspect of it which is which is all the mental side um and the thing that i struggle with most is is the fatigue um it's the dragging yourself through the 24 hours i get frustrated that i can't function properly mm. i want to do things but I, I i lose i lose the ability because i get i get so fatigued everybody does of course when they're dieting but that's not the f- the food's not the problem you know i don't struggle with like cravings or anything like that it's the physical uh fatigue of it it, that's the bit that I struggle with most when I'm when I'm when I'm prepping. Mm.
0: I think a lot of people resonate with that. Um, I find it very frustrating when you forget the end of a sentence and people are waiting for you to finish right. it, and you're like, "I know, Absolutely. I know what I wanted to say, I just can't it's, say
1: it." it. Cognitive function at the end, it completely goes out the window, don't it? You know, completely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's mad what it it's mad what it does to you, but um, yeah, it's. Really only them last like two or three weeks, isn't it? You know, when you're, you know, when you're really getting into the, into the belly of it, you mm. know, you, start, you do start forgetting things. <laughs>
0: you but, find things in weird places and you're like, why did I yeah. put that there? I
1: do. I do find, I, do, I have found that this, this prep has been, um, it's, I wouldn't say it's been easier, but I've been able to manage it better. I think every time you do a prep, particularly if you, if you, you know, if you're with the same coach, I mean Callum's been I can't speak any more highly of Callum in terms of where we've gone from 2019 to 2021. He's it's he, changed everything for me. Yeah. Um but he he saw the 2019 prep and we did we did it differently. And you know, the results have, have spoken for themselves really.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um I think if anyone was to look at the comparison that you posted the other day from twenty nineteen yeah. to now,
2: yeah.
1: like
0: the size you've put on. Yeah, yeah. Mad.
2: So
1: I, there was there was there was nine kilos yeah. different between twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one.
0: The thing that jumped out for me was your hamstrings.
1: Yes, yes. Like three,
0: four times the size easily.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was that was the one area, you know, like I said, the posterior chain was the area where we really needed to really needed to work on that was a weakness for mm. sure you know that wasn't an imba- that was an imbalance so that was the area that we had to you know put more volume in um and and really work on and it's you know it, it it's, it's done the trick
0: and obviously you knew you had to work on that area and evidently it's worked and yes. yes, that is down to having a great coach. And yes, it is down to having a good work ethic and yes. eating the food and putting that effort in. Yeah. But you did that through yes. a pandemic.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So we've talked a lot. I mean, myself, my friends, talked to um, chaps on this podcast about yeah. people prepping through a pandemic. Yeah. But let's, f- let's flip it on its head. An off season in a pandemic. Yeah. That's an app Excuse my French, but that's a head fuck, isn't it?
1: Um.
0: Training for one goal, gaining weight, and thinking: Is this actually? Am I yeah. getting enough out of this?
1: Yeah, I mean, the first the put the first part of the pandemic was was difficult for me um, in the sense of I was training out of a, a, a small garage. Mm. You know, I had dumbbells that you screw on with with bands, yeah but for me it it was difficult in the sense of i've just gone from a gym to a garage right but my my mindset was this i need this Mm. i need this because i'm not working i'm not earning money you know i need i need to give everything to these you know two 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 and a half hours can i progress Mm. can i continue to move forward can i step an example you know and that's and that's actually when you know complete strength approached me was was you know in that first month of, of the pandemic because I was posting you know my home workouts and things like that and I was generally getting quite good feedback and the novelty did wear off of course but for them you know for them first sort of eight to 12 weeks I was quite enjoying I was quite enjoying just being able to channel everything into training
2: yeah you know
1: so the weather was nice, so I was able to go out on, on, on nice walks and things like that. Um, but I think going through going through a pandemic, for me, if I'm going to be honest, the training side of things actually got better because I wasn't okay. stressed. I wasn't stressed about work or I wasn't stressed about the other parts of my life because they weren't really there. Mm. didn't really have anything else to do. I could sort of put everything I had into eating my meals at the right time, into sleeping at the right time Mm. and into training at the right time. So if I'm going to be completely honest, from a bodybuilding perspective, it was quite productive. Interesting. It was quite productive because I wasn't I wasn't busy. Yeah, I can
0: see that side of it. I can.
1: You know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer in a, a, you know, I've just started um, online coaching. So, you know, that obviously took a big hit during them mm. 12 months.
0: And let's talk about external factors then. So, whether it's prep or off season, yeah. we all preach stress is like poison. Yes. So, how do you control and, and, manage those feelings of stress and anxiety and I know that it's something that you've talked about quite openly on your social media about the fact that men suffer from mental health problems as much as women do they just don't talk about it
1: agreed um yeah it's it's something that is quite personal to me it's it's definitely something that I've had to come to terms with as I've got older um and a, I've started to understand myself as a person more, and mm-hmm. um, I think when I was younger, it, you question yourself a lot. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like this? Why am I thinking like this? Nothing's wrong. This is you're you're working. You, you've got a good family. You've you've got a you know a nice uh, a, a nice job.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do I feel shit?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. But a, as I've got older, um, you know, I've come to terms with the fact that yes, I do suffer with. Um, quite severe bouts of depression and yes I can suffer with anxiety Um, but I think coping with it is you become once you start understanding yourself as a person what your triggers are um, and also when's when's the right time to take a step back Mm -hmm. that's when you suddenly start to cope with things better um, and I think that's been the key for me over the last sort of 12 months is that, you know, understanding Connor as a person and what goes on in here mm. um, and understanding where I've gone wrong and the mistakes that I've made, you learn from your mistakes, um, you know, and, and you, you can't do certain things externally to try and make yourself feel better. It's got to come from internally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sorry. What was the, the question was? I've gone off on a bit of a tandem there. No tangent I? away, <laughs> sir.
0: Tangent away.
1: Uh, c- how do coping. you deal
0: with them?
1: Yeah, like yeah. I think that I think that's how I've coped: understanding who I am and accepting who I am a little bit more as well. I think I've struggled with um, struggled with myself for quite a lot when I've when I've been growing up why am I like this you know what I've what I've just said essentially but Mm. understanding who you are and accepting who you are are two of the biggest things for me Mm. that ultimately I can sit here and I can say I'm much more comfortable with the person I am now and that's how I've coped with with um you know with with the 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 mental health side of things
0: and when you say like you ran through that checklist of i've got a good family i've got a job yeah. i've got good yeah. friends yeah what at what point did that kind of penny drop and you go oh actually all of yeah. those things are separate from those feelings
1: yeah um i don't think there was a no there, there was i think there was a time i think there was a time last year I uh, I've got a very, I've got a very good friend that works in the NHS, and she's she's somebody that that works with mental health. And we spent a long time when when I was off work, we spent a long time talking about how I was feeling and and that sort of thing. Um, and I think the penny dropped then is that, you know, she would say to me, she's very very straight talking. She would say to me, Connor, you know, this is you. And this is how we've got to deal with it. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. There are lots of people that struggle with mental health. Um, but it's accepting it that you do and finding, you know, coping mechanisms for it and you know, understanding you as a person. Mm. That's the big one for me. It's the big one for me, is is understanding and accepting that I'm gonna struggle at times, and it's how we go about sort of coping with that that, that, that you know we need to work on. Mm. There were were particular things that I would do to try and cope with my mental health that ultimately would make them worse, that ultimately would make my mental health worse, you know?
0: What sort of things were they that you'd kind Um,
1: of... External validation.
0: Okay. Expand upon that?
1: Um. I would, I would, I would seek, I would seek external validation to try and make myself feel better.
0: Would that be from social media, or
1: it could be from social media? In fact, yes, I think in this day and age, we all, we can all get sucked into that seeking mm. external validation, um, and that that was a big one for me. And the penny dropped that no amount of external validation mm. is ever going to. Um, is ever going to make you happy? Mm. If you're not enough, it's like it's like um, the over you know winning the overall at the weekend. If you're not enough, if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. Mm. Simple as that.
2: Mm.
1: Everything has got to come within. You know, I'm a big I'm a big believer in that. I'm not a particularly materialistic person. Um, you know, you got to, you, you, it's got to come, it's got to come within mm. and that's the penny hatch dropped for me. And that's, uh, it finally did. <laughs> I suppose that's part of growing up.
0: Yeah. I can see though, like, I think when you talk to people, um, obviously we're sharing um, webcams now, but yeah. I can see that when you're talking about that, you're not just saying it, it's not like a dead face. I can see in the way that you're speaking that you are genuinely quite happy to say, like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I have my bad times, and yeah. it almost looks like a weight gets lifted off when you say, "Yes, yeah, like, yes, I- I'm me. I'm okay to be me."
1: Yeah, I mean, when I first started, started, when I first had my, I wouldn't call it a breakdown, but when I first realised that I struggled with mental health, um. It can be very, very difficult to talk to people about that. Mm-hmm. Um, admittedly, it was very difficult for my parents to understand why I would struggle with mental health because I had a fantastic, fantastic upbringing. Mm. Fantastic upbringing. I had everything that I wanted. Mm. Um, you know, I had a good relationship with my parents. However, it was hard for them to comprehend. Why I was thinking some things that I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So now being able to say it openly and knowing that other people understand and that potentially, potentially me being quite open about it could help somebody else is a massive, um, it means a lot to me. Yeah. I would say put the bodybuilding to the side. Um, my biggest passion would probably be helping people that suffer with mental health in some respect. If I could build a social media following or platform, that would be um, the one thing that I would drive is um, helping helping men in particular. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think the one thing that I notice sort of about social media is that women tend to have each other's backs a little bit more. Okay. You know, they—they, they, you know, you see a lot of posts uh, uh, about women. You know, uh, you know, like girl power, and you know, little, little things like that. You know, support each other, and oh, we hype each other hard. Hype each other up, yeah. yes, of course. But I don't see enough of that from men. Okay. I, I don't feel like I see enough of it from men. Um, and for me, we've got to, we've got to support each other as well. I like Can't just be, can't be all just about competition. Who's got the biggest biceps and who's got the biggest muscles, etc., etc. You know, it has to be. Can we support each other as men? You know, yeah. we're the new, we're the new generation. You know that that sort of that olden day thinking that men can't suffer with mental health and men can't cry, um, that has to go. That has to be gone. Do you think that's
0: changing, though?
1: I do think it's changing. Yes. Because we are living proof. I am. I am living proof that it is changing. You know, two or three years ago, you probably, I probably wouldn't have been able to speak about. You know, my my, my experiences now. Mm. But I am living proof that it is changing. You know, and I, I'm, I'm I'm confident that it is. Confident that it is.
0: And if there are young men or men of any age listening to this, or even women that have boyfriends, husbands, brothers, dads. Yeah. Yes. And they're in that boat. What would you say to them?
1: Talk. Talk. Because your mind, your mind can be either your, your mind can be your biggest enemy, your own mind. You can be thinking it, you can be thinking things that are completely not true. Yeah. But you can convince yourself that, you know, It's true. And Mm. if you speak to somebody more than likely, they're going to say you're being ridiculous Mm. or, you know, when you, when you speak things, you can, you can tend to rationalize them a little bit better, you know, have a friend that you can, that you can offload to. Um, if that doesn't work, then of course you, you seek, um, advice straight away, you know, you seek help. Um, it can be a little bit difficult on the NHS, um, you know, usually these things are a little bit long-winded, um, but seeking professional help is, is the biggest thing, but speaking, talking about it, not being scared to talk about it, you know. I don't feel any um, any shame talking yeah. about it. At all.
2: Yeah, I don't
0: think anyone should feel shame either. It's a can, t- I,
1: can I just go and put the light on, please?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bit
0: dark. <laughs> it's happening, it's all live.
1: <laughs> it's just started raining here. It's really clouded over. There you go. There okay. we
0: go. Much better. Cool.
2: Um uh,
1: yeah. Aww. See,
0: I don't think anyone should feel shame about it. I can understand. At times things may feel hard and heavy, but I think yeah. you're right. There's always gonna be someone, even if you don't feel like there is, there is always someone that you can talk to.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: absolutely, and obviously,
0: in your situation, you had that wonderful friend who yes. you were able to speak to, um, yes. and possibly your parents didn't understand. I wonder if that's a generational, because my oh, parents without, don't talk.
1: Without a doubt, yeah, without a doubt, it's generational. You know, my dad worked in the mines.
0: Yeah, he, he, he,
1: you know, he worked in the pit.
0: Men don't have feelings.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You, you 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 can't let that rub off on you you know you can't let that keep you in your in your cage which Absolutely. can be your mind sometimes
0: and kind of thinking about those relationships that you have and then yeah. obviously having that stress of like your mental health on top of that then but in prep into it as well yeah <laughs> How yeah. do you deal with whether that is a partner or friends or family? How do you deal with those relationships when you're like, oh, my God, please just stop. I've, I have no patience right now.
1: It's difficult, to be honest. Um, people have to be people have to when you're pregnant, people have to be understanding around you. Um, my partner is extremely understanding um, I think any partner who preps, who any partner who has a partner that preps has to be extremely understanding and it's about communication. You know, I need these 12 weeks. There are going to be certain things that I fall short on, mm. but let's see, let, let's get through this. And then we, you know, we have some, we have some downtime and some chill time after, mm. um, parents can be a little bit different um they don't really don't really comprehend you know the whole lifestyle side of things because it is a lifestyle um but yeah you know it's it's about communication if you ask me Mm. it's about communication um and it's about putting yourself in the right environment as well if your environment is good you know things need to be in order for you to to get through prep as as stress-free as possible yeah it's always going to be stressful of course it is but are my finances in order um are my relationships good am I in the right environment to be able to get my head down and and crack on is work in a good place etc etc so I think it's putting yourself in as near perfect place as possible to then be able to sort of you know get your head down and get get through that prep
0: I think like you say um <clears throat> people that are in relationships with competitors to serve a medal oh, because massive. my God do we put them
1: through? Hell. I mean yeah, I, I can I can be a, a, a moody. <laughs> <laughs> I can be I can be moody especially when I'm like I said when I'm when I'm really tired and fatigued, I get frustrated and mm. I guess that's that's me in a nutshell essentially mm. you know and pulling your show three weeks earlier. You know, Callum turned around to me and said, We've got a good some. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> You're like, it's I'll
0: been fall. really nice having you around, but I'm gonna need like a break from you for three pretty, weeks because I don't want to hurt your feelings. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty
1: much. Let me let me get on with these next three weeks. Let me let let, let me do what I have to do and then we we'll,
0: And then we'll I'll be go. all yours. Just let exactly. me have these three weeks.
1: Exactly. Communicating and um yeah, making allowances for each other.
0: You yeah. Know? absolutely so bringing it back to the weekend you jumped on your story yesterday I think it was yesterday and you were saying about how you're heading into an off-season phase now yes Yes. so what does 2021-2022 hold for Connor
1: so I think I could really have some good closure on as I touched as I touched on before, um, I can really have some good closure on this prep. To be honest, um, I don't feel the need to push the prep any further. Number one, because I would like to focus on my business that that really needs to be um, a focus. And number two, um, I'm looking to um, get my first mortgage. So that in itself can be fairly stressful yes absolutely so for me it was yeah so for me it was it was looking at things trying to put things in it in a timeline of okay you know stress is getting you know stress is getting a lot higher now focus you become so tunnel tunnel vision that you can't even uh, the concept of moving out or you know focusing on building your business just goes out the window mm. when you're prepping it, it does for me anyway I I struggle to focus on more than one thing at one time. That's my problem. I become so engrossed in in the one thing that I'm focusing on, everything else kind of starts to take a backward seat. So for me, second half of the year, second half of the year is, you know, let's let's work on sort of moving, you know, moving into our first house and let's 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 work on building the business.
0: Congratulations on the house. That's very exciting. Well,
1: fingers crossed yeah
0: Everything,
1: yeah everything's in the process at the moment so
0: very exciting
1: yeah. and
0: then will we see you edging towards that pro card maybe next year or are you going to take a really long off season because obviously you mentioned about how you do struggle to put on size so will you yes. be taking a little bit longer
1: if we do things right and if I if I fully commit to this off season like I did my last one I think if we replicate what we've done, there there is no reason why I, I couldn't stand on a pro qualifier stage and be very competitive.
0: And what does that mean um, to you? Like, if you were just to speak from your heart about being, standing on that pro qualifier stage and then, dare I say, even going pro, like, how does that yeah. make you
1: feel? Well, it's it's a dream, isn't it? It's, it's, you're doing something that you love, and essentially, you know, you 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 you're earning money from it, uh, you know, and you're a professional at what you do. Now that's it. That's a pretty awesome feeling, to be fair. It it would be, it would be. But I'm I keep my feet very firmly on the ground. Mm. You know, there's work to be done before that. Mm. Don't I don't let myself. There's there's a whole off season there's a whole lot of work to do before that. You know, there are, there are, there's a whole lot of work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I I've don't took, doubt that you'll well, give it your all.
1: I'll give it everything. I've took, I've took, I've took steps in the right direction. Physique's got better, you know, um, I've improved, you know, quality of like my lifestyle, my sleep over the last two years, things have going in the right direction, but I'm under no illusion that I need to be heavier and mm-hmm. I need to be bigger. Because it is bodybuilding, you know. In the end of the day,
0: mm-hmm. absolutely. So,
1: yeah, it would would be would be awesome. <laughs> it would be awesome to be able to say that.
0: Definitely spend,
1: spend some time on a pro circuit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um. So, a couple more questions that I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. Yeah. Is there anything looking back over the entire span of your life? That you think I wish I'd done that differently or I regret that for any reason?
1: Um, I tend to not have any regrets because I believe that the person that's sitting in front of you is a combination of them mistakes. Mm-hmm and um, you know and you you must learn from from your mistakes you can make them one time two times three times but you must try and learn from them so regrets wise no um but there are certain things that maybe I've done in the past that have affected other people then you know maybe I wish I would have done them them that differently yeah for yeah. sure you know, if it affects other people around you, then you know you need to have a little look at yourself, don't you? Mm. You know, you know. But I wouldn't say there's anything that I regret. I wouldn't say there's anything I regret because you've got to you've got to make mistakes to become the person that you're going to be mm. ultimately. Mm. And we've all made mistakes, all of us. You know.
0: Yeah, I agree. And the last question. Yes. You are Mr. Classic overall yeah bodybuilder yeah boyfriend businessman yes mental health advocate for men
1: yes but
0: <laughs> how do you want to be remembered
1: there's a there's a there's a saying that my dad said to me um that stuck in my mind it's i would rather have somebody cross the road to say hello to me than somebody cross the road to avoid me and that pretty much sums sums up my philosophy in life um I want someone to cross the road to say hello to me not not cross the road to avoid me that pretty much sums up sums up sums up i've never heard
0: that but that is just for the biggest smile on my face i love that yeah. so much yeah. You know, you,
1: you, you, yeah yeah be the best try and be the best person that you can sometimes you fall short but you've always got to try and be the best person that you can be
0: Be a person that someone crosses the road to say hi to rather than crosses the road to get away from.
1: Yes, exactly. Wow. I love that. That's something that's always stuck with me.
0: Very wise words. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So thank you so much for coming on, making the time to speak to me. I've loved our conversation.
1: It's been great, actually. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) I I said before, you know, I didn't think that... I would have um, anything to offer, <laughs> but yeah, it's been great. It's been awesome. As
0: everyone go, like, says to me before, I'm a boring life I lead. I haven't got anything to say. Yeah. And then before <laughs> yeah. they know it, they've <laughs> viewed everything.
1: <laughs> Ver- verbal, verbal diarrhea. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for having me, though. It's been no, great. No,
0: it's been great. Um, so if anyone wants to find you, where can they find you?
1: Uh, Instagram, obviously. Um, is the big one Connor underscore wrenching Um, lots of lots of posts from you know my online coaching side of things but then um, I will be doing a lot more documenting during this off season so I'm hoping to put together a YouTube channel Um, yeah and I just want to sort of you know show people the process of okay now I've ticked this box I'm going to go away and and work on things uh, bodybuilding wise and then and then definitely document um, the off season and then into into that sort of pro qualifier so the next 12 months I'm certainly going to be you know documenting a lot more about my my journey it's
0: very exciting
1: Instagram's the place to Instagram's the place if you wanted to follow me at the moment
0: love that I'll look out for the YouTube as well
1: yes yes that is something to watch during cardio yeah yeah that is a big one
0: Lovely. Well, thank you once again for joining me. My cheeks ache from smiling. I've absolutely (laughs) loved this chat. Um, So yes, I will, uh, I will catch Um, you soon.
1: If anybody wants to drop me a message who um, is suffering with any kind of mental health, then please. Your DMs are
0: always open.
1: My DMs are open and we can, we can talk and I will listen.
0: And if anyone wants to hype Connor, he is fully up for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <A little bit>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so cool. much. Thank you, Hannah. Bye. Speak soon. Bye.